0: And then I go to Houston, then I do training camp in Houston, wind up getting cut there, and then I get to Kansas City, and that's when things change for me.
1: to bring you the best of what people have to offer. Um, We got a good one today. Yeah, man, it was a great one. Uh, Money Mitch, Terrence Mitchell, cornerback for the Cleveland Browns, uh, who just solidified a great contract, uh, is on the show today, man, just talking about um, direction, focus, and dreaming big. Uh,
2: And I thought it was good, man. I, I really liked it. I did too, and I loved I loved the mental aspect of his game and approach to life. He's a spiritual cat and uh, one of the most perseverant. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of benefit that a lot of people can gain from just hearing his story and his uh, approach to life.
1: Yeah, man, and you know, like one thing that I've I've thought about good company is is <clears throat> you know we're gonna get people on here from all kinds of different walks of life. I think what's really cool about him is, um he's in it right now. Like he's, he, like I said, he just secured a contract. Uh, so, so big ups to my boy, T Mitch, uh, congratulations on that. But there was a, there was a journey that we talk about, about him getting there, man. And like, um, it's crazy cause people think NFL players or, or, uh, you know, uh, professional athletes in general got it made. But like, if you're not in that top percent, um, you don't really have job security, man. It could flip on you from one day to the next. So uh, it's really, it was really cool to hear his mental game approach to all of that. So without further ado, since Steve doesn't have shit else to say. <laughs> uh, well,
2: dude, fuck, man. <laughs> what do you want me to say right there? Shut up. You shut your mouth. You shut
1: your mouth when you're talking to me.
2: I can't just, you know, you know what I mean? I guess I could. I guess I could. <laughs> hey man you said you just about said all the fucking shit i said man hey money mitch money mitch right what do you mean money mitch you like him do i like money mitch yeah him a lot i fucking love money mitch man he's a great dude
1: all right let's hear what he has to say First off, thank you for for coming on, making some time for us, man. I know it's been a while since we talked, um, but I think you were always a special dude, man. I mean, you came in after me at Oregon, and I could tell, like, the work ethic and and even just your character was different than most people, Um, because from what I remember, like, you were, you were, we were boys, you know what I mean? We we yeah. kicked it and shit. And, but like, you never really fucked with anybody too hard. Like, you were kind of a lone wolf in a sense. I mean, would you agree with that?
0: I mean, I'm still on the same hype. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, is there something about them and like, do you just, do you get in your zone and just like that's where you like to be or or what's what 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 is it what is it with that with being the lone wolf and kind of just being on your own grind
0: oh shit i mean really i think you know just growing up just growing up um i had an older sister you feel me so i used to (laughs) spend a lot of time by myself anyway so i kind of and working out—that's all the fuck I did. I just used to, you know what I mean. That's just what I did. I mean, I had my partners. We all used to grind and do stuff like that. But you know, coming up, it's like it was kind of hard for a person to maintain the same type of focus and the same type of because everybody's different. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like no, dis- no discredit to anybody, but like you know, very very suddenly, are you gonna find somebody that? Just the same way as you and like I, I also had to do a better job of being more open. You know what I mean? But I just, I don't know, shit. I just, I just do my thing. Yeah. So what you, do you, go ahead,
2: see. So go. ahead. Uh, so what do you think is the biggest benefit that you gain from, I guess, being with yourself so much?
0: Well, I mean, it's it's good and bad, but I mean the good is you know you, I mean I could say you never do yourself wrong. You feel me? But you know, the 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 mind. See, I'm a big person on the mind, you feel me? I'll be, you know, mm. doing a lot of research on the mind and like Napoleon Hill type books and stuff and like the game of life life is ninety percent mental, ten percent physical. So like sometimes too much out of time, you know, it can be like the devil's playground, but I know it's something that to do benefit. You know, it it allows you to stay focused, allows you to, you know, maintain but it's it's also good to you know be out there and you know have have you know different relationships and stuff like that too though i love it do you
1: think i mean because one of the biggest things that i see is like minimizing distractions right like and that's what i'm hearing from you is like you minimize the noise and the distractions from outside people and it just allows you to to focus on the shit that you need to focus on
0: Right. I mean, I mean, that's, that's it too, bro. I just man, I just be chilling, you know what I mean? I yeah. like to kick it, but at the same time, you know, I could I just, yeah, I just be chilling so hard. Sometimes I don't even want to do nothing, man. I, <laughs> I've been blessed so much to the point where, you know, right now it's just me and my dog out here. I got a dog. But if it ain't, if my girl ain't out here, I'm chilling, I got all the resources that I need here yeah. well, i'm yeah, i'm cool with just being chilling at the house by myself honestly sometimes
1: you don't need to go looking for trouble right
0: Nah, because no nah, i mean i'm supposed out here.
1: so um when did that when did that start for you though because like because the thing is like when did you know what you wanted i guess like when when you were in high school like did you know you wanted to play in the nfl Uh was that was that always the thing for you
0: yeah, man. See, I, the way I was raised, man, it was either it was either sports or some street-type stuff. You, feel me? And, you know, my dad, he grew up in all the street-type stuff, so he made it a point to that wasn't the route I was going. So this football stuff and the sports world, it was really destined for me because that's what I've been doing since I was six. So I've been mm-hmm. doing the same stuff as I've been doing since I was six, playing football, playing video games, chilling, you know what I mean? So it's like I'm damn near not a robot, but I'm just so in the – I'm so much in the, in the routine the way my life is. That's just how it is for me. And I mean, I'm happy with
2: Terence, Terrence, would you say that that's because you never allowed yourself to think of another option or even consider another route, or is it – or I mean, do you truly enjoy it? Is it a combination of the of the two?
0: Well, I will say this: um, when I was coming up, trying to get through the ranks, trying to make it, trying to make it to college, you know, when I used to go to these combines and camps and stuff, they always used to say, like, "All right, out of all you guys out here, is one percent, one percent of you guys that's gonna make it. One percent, one And when they used to always say that, just my competitive nature and how I was raised and the things I had to go through in this sports world, I never let that really affect you know what I mean me. I was like shit, that one percent you ain't talking about you must be talking about me because <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make it and like no cockiness or nothing like that, but it brings you back to, you know, Napoleon Hill type stuff in the mind and when you, you know, really believe in what you do, like it could really happen for you. Not only that, sometimes you have a calling from God too, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. See, that's, 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 and that's the kind of stuff that we're trying to, we're trying to talk about here is like, there's that power in fucking accepting no other options other than what you want. You know what I mean? Because, and a lot of people think that like, oh, as long as I keep thinking it, then it's going to come. But there's a lot of shit that comes with that too. I mean, I, I, I remember you putting in some, some fucking work. And but I think you did it because you had a very clear vision of what you wanted. Like something we talk about is like definiteness of purpose, right? Like like you knew what you wanted from the jump and you were gonna do everything it took to get there.
0: Man, I mean that's that's word right there because like you said, you know, it's a difference between telling yourself and then actually telling yourself and applying yourself and and taking those steps towards that. You know what I mean? Because if you're just saying it, that's one thing. That's like a plan with no action.
2: Yeah. So when do you feel, uh, you know, as you said, sometimes you just feel like you have a calling from God or it's kind of what you're put here to do or the way you can impact the most people. When do you feel that uh, purpose or vision kind of became clear to you?
0: Oh, I really feel like it's just, I was kind of born into it because, like I said, with my dad, you know and my family, they're a big part of everything, and like for example, when i was a, when I was a kid, my dad he had put together um we had an a u basketball team, it was a whole bunch of my partners from the neighborhood, a whole bunch of like you know cats from the inner city that you know was just regular guys that wanted to play sports, wanted to make it, and like my dad he'd been picking kids up, taking them home from practice, picking them up from practice, paying money out of his own pockets. Like, I'm sacrificing, you know, some of my childhood toys and things like that, things that I could be doing that he could be paying for or getting me. But instead, he's paying for, like, some of my friends to go on these trips across the country and stuff like that with a little bit of money that he had. But, you know, it all was worth it. So with that being said that kind of, that kind of sacrifice and giving nature was already embedded in me from the beginning.
1: Shit, man. Yeah. And it takes so much of that, I think too, is, is like that sacrifice that you're talking about, like that delayed gratification is something me and Steve talk about a lot too, is like, uh, what are you willing to give up for what you want? Kind of thing. Um, that's beautiful, man. So like, how do you, how do you plan on using football Cause I see you on your Instagram, man. You're reading the kids and stuff. You're doing it for the kids, man. Yes, which is, man. Which is which is super dope. But is that something that you've always wanted to do? Is like give back in in some type of way?
0: Yeah, man. Like I said, that's just what how how my how I was motivated to do, and I just kind of what I do because like when I was a kid growing up, trying to make it in the sports world, you know, when when I had like an athlete. Like a, a college athlete or somebody at a higher status than me at the time would come talk to me. You never know that that's that stuff be like changing. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, okay, and I can really do this. So you know that type of stuff really motivates people to, you know, allow them to attain their goals. Yeah, for sure.
2: So I want to
0: do the same.
2: So, do you think that's is that? I guess from the description and when you were talking about uh, when your purpose became clear. Is that what your purpose is? I, we never asked you to kind of clarify what you felt like your your purpose is. And so if you'd feel comfortable sharing it, it sounds like maybe it is to make an impact and give back to people and inspire them to do the same. But uh, would you be willing to speak on that?
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I believe my purpose is somewhere in between those lines. You know what I mean? Like, Even though I, I have a clear focus on what I want to do, it's still – you know, I'm a human and I'm still trying to figure things out on a daily basis myself. And, like, I do know that my purpose is to give back in some sort of fashion. And the way way I think that I want to do it is in the sports world, you know, being able to, you know, be on this level that I'm on and, you know, share with other kids and let them know that dreams can come true. And, like, also, not only that, just, you know, me being like a um, a spiritual person, pushing that as well.
2: That's cool, man. Um, that's, that's real cool. So you say you're a spiritual person. Is there a, a creed or a religion that guides you?
0: oh uh, yeah, I would say I'm a Christian.
2: Yeah. So, how, dude? How like, because that's that's a
1: big thing for me too. Is like that's that's a huge grounding like my Christianity is like uh, part of my foundation. Like how, how important is that to you in like in the journey that you're on? You know what I mean? Cause a lot of people want to, a lot of people these days are going to, um, they're going to try to disregard that as part of your success. But like how, how important do you think that piece of the puzzle is for what you've done?
0: I think it's real important because, you know, at the end of the day, I believe everybody has to believe in something, you know what I mean, and yeah. having a a higher a higher having a higher purpose, a higher power that to believe in where you know me personally I know I didn't get these skills by myself or my parents didn't get the skills that they got to give to me, to share to me by themselves. So it comes from somewhere. So, you know, that's kinda how I look at it.
2: Yeah, man. So that's so- do you uh do you make is church a regular thing you attend? Uh, do you is it spiritual readings that you go for prayer? Like, wh- how do you practice uh, the the religion or the faith of Christianity?
0: I like that you said that. I say this, man. You know, I my whole life I was growing up balling my whole life sports. You know what I mean? That's what I did. I had partners that, you know, went to other routes that did other things in the streets and stuff like that. But as far as as far as that, you know, I was I didn't go to church every Sunday because I was playing games on Sundays, traveling in tournaments and stuff. And like, you know, church is great and I and I, I do appreciate church and I love church for the better understanding that I have about it now. But, you know, sometimes people go to church and it's not well, matter of fact, I only want to speak on that because I was told once that you know it doesn't matter what other people going to church for. You just going there for your reason. But I, I use church as times when I'm in the community talking to kids or doing you know giving back. That's kind of like my church.
1: Mm. that's cool. Yeah, you see, and like that. That's another thing we're trying to do is break down like these like. uh like these social constructions of what people think things should look like, you know what I mean? Cause do one thing that I believe is like everybody's spiritual journey is unique to themselves. Right. And so like for right. you to, for you to say and claim Christianity, but then have your own fix on it. Like, I don't think that's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And like, and, and so I think it's a beautiful thing, man, that you're able to come out there and say like, yo, I'm a Christian and my faith is a huge part of my foundation but I also I also do it I do it this way you know what I mean
0: Yeah who who yeah who who who's to say the right way you know what I mean
2: Right right I mean
0: who's to, say, who's to say Yeah
2: Well and I think it's cool to see that what you said was you're out in the community serving giving being amongst kids inspiring them to think more dream more and when I read the New Testament man that's all I see Christ doing
0: Come on. Yeah. You know, sometimes, 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 even for myself, when I'm I'm still on my spiritual journey, and sometimes things can be a little confusing. But you know, sometimes you gotta just take a couple steps back and realize, you know, we make it real complex sometimes, and it's really simple.
1: Yeah, serve others, man. Like use what use I think a big part of it is like use what you've been given. Steve, we talked about this last night, bro. It's like use what you've been given, the opportunities you've been given to the to the utmost, right? Like so your creator has blessed you with opportunities and skills and abilities. And it's like it's almost like what he's waiting to see what you're gonna do with it. Like what are you gonna do with what I gave you, kind of thing. You you feel me? Like that's that that's what that's how I feel about it too. And I think we would agree on that. So that's dope, man. So, uh, so how's it being in the NFL, man?
0: Mm, being in the NFL is cool, man. It has its, its good and it has its bad. You know, <laughs> as a as a kid, as a kid, some some situations, you know, you don't really think you have to worry about. You think you're just going to play in the NFL and it's all good. But you know, all Everything comes with something, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but like for the uh, most like part, what? It's good. Like what? Well, what are you uh, talking about? What's the bad things, man?
0: Um, I mean, I wouldn't par say is bad, but just you know, the money, dealing with um people reaching out wanting it, um uh, the mm. fish, the fish, the fishbowl type of lifestyle, mm. the um. I never, I, the pressure part never really affected me because this is what I've been doing. But I will say the, the, um, it's a big time responsibility though, because if you are not one of these guys that are like grandfathered in, in a sense of an early draft pick or whatever, whatever, things like that, man, you got to work every day to keep your job. You feel me? Like it's, 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 it's a serious business. It's fun. You got to keep it fun, but at the same time, it is a cutthroat business. Yeah, man. You don't have, you don't have, like, college, you don't have a guaranteed four to five years nowhere. You know what I mean? Every right. day, you try to replace, so, you know, you got to be on your game every single day. Well, yeah, I,
2: we saw you had a unique path to the nfl and and um so would you kind of talk on that and some of the challenges or the decisions of why you decided to um because if i'm correct i think you declared early for the draft and uh can you kind of talk about that decision process why you made it and then kind of the the path to the nfl from there
0: yeah well i did that because number one i went to oregon and i felt like i achieved I achieved what I needed to achieve at the time I was there. You know what I mean? As being like a freshman and starting playing in some big-time games and playing against some big-time players. And, you know, as a competitor, seeing guys going to the next level I was playing against, you know, I'm like, okay, damn, I feel like I'm ready. And then, I ain't going to lie, a little bit of it had to do with, you know, I wasn't I wasn't getting a fair check at Oregon in my belief, but hey, it's so all it is what it is as far as that. I just felt like it was time for me to move on to the next to the next level. Everybody didn't think I was. It was a good decision, but you know, it worked out for me. It's working,
1: It's working out. I'd say it's working out.
2: But it wasn't easy, right? I mean, yeah, no. So yeah, like I mean, because everyone, especially with it's very fitting with the draft going on right now. Uh, you know, we see all those first-round picks that happened last night and the smiling faces with the families and the big contracts. And like you said, they're kind of adopted in and grandfathered in or whatever the phrase was you used and, and treated very well. Um, but for those who were picked in the later rounds, you know, kind of talk about how that felt to be picked or where, if you felt that was yeah. where you should have gone and uh, kind of your mentality after that happened.
0: I will – first, you know, I'm – I had to, as, I, as I'm trying to mature more in my life, you know, sometimes I can't really point the finger at people all the time. So a little bit of it had to do with myself as far as there was things that I could have done differently that could have probably helped me. Um,
2: do you know yeah, what those are? I, um, I mean,
0: well, I mean, I do, but at the same time, I'll be going back to pointing fingers because it's like, damn. Okay, I could do this, but they did this too, and then, but it didn't happen like that. But I just know that my whole life has always been like that. It's just been different for me. I've always been the underdog, and I accepted that role. But um, like I said, there's some things I could have done differently. But I do feel like I should have went higher than I did. But heck, it happened, and everything works out for a reason. But you know, it just. I had a I had a I had a rough I had a rough start of my NFL career, but I'm a um, competitive person and I'm resilient and I just persevered with you know the help of my family and my and my spirituality and different people that I have in my corner. I was able to overcome those obstacles.
2: And so the obstacles you're talking about was that your first year with the Cowboys and. Man, it
0: was man. Actually, I'm still going through obstacles. You know what I mean? But just leading up to that year, being cut all these different times, being on these different teams. But what kept me positive and and knowing is believing in my game because every team I have ever been on, I always had the respect from the players as far as my skill set. You know what I mean? Like I being cut, I used to go against in the Cowboys going against all, you know, the top people and my game, I was playing with them people. So it's was like, all right, I know I could play. So now it was up to me to figure out, you know, why I wasn't playing, what I wasn't doing to play. So, you know, it took a little time and I'm still working on those type of things right now, but, you know, I got a better grasp on it now.
1: Oh, that's awesome, man. So like you think, um, because this, this is a big thing of the, about this podcast, too, is we're trying to get people to understand that they need to use the power of thought in their own lives. Like, they need to allocate their mental resources to evaluating where they're at, where they want to be, and how they want to get there. So, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you would agree, right? Like, if, if you would have spent more time talking about, like, fuck, why didn't I make this? Or why did I get cut here? what, You know, why is this happening? Rather than being like, okay... Like you said, I know, I know I got the skills. I'm running with these cats. Like I'm good, right? I just need to figure out what the, what pieces of the puzzle I'm missing. Right. Yeah. So like, I mean, how do you? So you get you go to the Cowboys, and I don't know the journey that much, but so like, you uh, can you talk a bit about that? Like, where did you start? You went to the Cowboys. You got cut there.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh... So. This is how I went down, man. I got drafted in the seventh round, second to last pick, number 254. I got that padded on my Um, um, I go there. I'm balling out during the training camp. Preseason time comes, you know. um, I don't do as good as I should. I wind up getting cut. I go to the Chicago Bears. I'm there on the practice squad for a couple weeks. I'm playing. They see I got the talent. They activate me. So I'm on the active roster, but I'm not really playing. The next year comes, I make the team from the beginning. I'm I'm playing. I'm not really playing. I'm just doing a little special team. I wind up getting cut around like week eight or nine. Um, due to some things I was doing wrong. And then so I get cut from there and then I go back to the Cowboys. I go there for a couple weeks on practice squad, and I finish out the season with, like, the last four or five games. My first game, uh, I play for the Cowboys. I get an interception. Bam. So that year goes, I'm feeling pretty good. Coming into the next season, they draft some guys. They move me to safety. I wind up getting cut, and then I go to Houston. Then I do training camp in Houston. Wind up getting cut there. And then I get to Kansas City, and that's when things changed for me. And what, in what way? What do you mean they changed for you? When I got to Kansas City, I got into a situation where I had some people that really believed in me. And I had I had this coach that's like a brother to me and another coach that's like a family member, too. And, you know, these guys played the game and they and they were able to relate to me and it wasn't really no it wasn't really no politics and things like that that played into anything like they were going to play the players that had the skill and ultimately I did enough for them to um believe in me and I got my shot late in late in the season and mm. shoot, from there you know it got me Finished that out, then the next year did did a little better, and I was able to play myself into a contract coming to Cleveland.
2: Nice man, that's great, man. Uh, How did you stay positive through all that? Because I know a lot of people, man, that you know they can say or or at least claim to say, yeah, this is my purpose. I'm gonna do this. God wants me to do it, but they meet with a couple obstacles, or they get cut, and they're thinking. Ah, uh, maybe it's not true. Maybe you want. Maybe God wants me to do something else. So, how did you? What did you keep telling yourself in order to um, keep persevering through all that?
0: Uh, the skill was there. The talent was there. It, was, it wasn't. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with the skill. So, if the skill was there, that gets you. That gets you in the door. But it goes back to this book called "Talent is Never Enough." You know what I mean? And that's something that I've been having to think about myself, too, because, you know, I work out. I've been working out my whole life. I be grinding, doing all that. But, you know, it wasn't – that wasn't always what it was. It it was more of the mental game for me, mental, you know, as far as being consistent and studying my plays and knowing what I'm doing. So, you know, it won't be no issues. They can't say I don't know what I'm doing and things like that. So, but the, just me knowing I can play the game kept me positive and, you know, talking with my dad and things like that also kept me, kept my mind right.
2: So you talk about your father a lot. Was he, is he the one that introduced you to uh, this power of positive thinking or Napoleon Hill or or who kind of introduced you to those, that, that kind of thinking?
0: Well, um, from the beginning, from the beginning, You know, I'm not even sure if my dad knows who Napoleon Hill is, but somehow, some way, in his own understanding, he was able to install that type of thinking into me. And as I got older, I don't know what made me start thinking that way. I remember, I know when it happened, I was in college, I was at Oregon, and I started looking into meditation. And then from meditation, it went to other things in the mind. And from there, it kind of just took off. And that's just been something I've been doing. But, I mean, just that, that thought process, you know, my dad, he always used to feed positive things to me. And, shoot, he didn't even – I'm sure he didn't even know who Napoleon Hill is. But that's the same stuff, you know what
2: I mean? Yeah, truth is truth, right?
1: right shit man see and that's the thing dude is that see that's a thing that i'm a huge proponent of is like not everybody is gonna have the same journey or the same tools or same resources but like man if you if you can use your mind to your advantage like if people can understand that they just need to put that power of thought into process like like you said you your pops may not know who napoleon hill is but he had that shit down you know what i mean so That's crazy. You know, dude, one thing I want to go back to real quick, because I think it's something that resonates with me a lot, is you said when you got to KC, you found people who believed in you. And I think that's such an important thing, right? Because I think you can be a part of an organization or part of a group. And, uh, you know, I'm a believer in taking, like, complete ownership of what you're doing. But the amount of... The amount of motivation that you receive or inspiration when you actually have people in the organization that are riding on that are placing their bets on you, like, I mean, that's a game changer. Wouldn't you Definitely.
0: agree? Definitely. So, you know, when you have somebody that believes in, you, it only enhances what you already do. Like, oh, okay, bam, All right. You know, it's kind of like, kind of like it forms a good team. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think what's dope about that is that like you've experienced both. So like you went through a bunch of organizations where you were, like you said, you were the underdog and you've accepted that role and you took that negative energy and you you knew what to do with it. You know what I mean? You, you, you were using the haters to fuel your shit. You know what I mean? You were, you were getting gassed up on it. And then when you come across positive emotion, which I think is so much more profound and so much more productive, um, I mean, that that thing is just like jet fuel. You know what I mean? That thing just sparks you up and and it gets you rolling. So it's cool to see how you dealt with both sides of that spectrum, because I think people need to understand, like, yo, you're not always going to have people that believe in you, but how are you going to handle it? And then when you do experience people who believe in you, like you need to take advantage of it kind of thing. You know what I mean?
2: Right. I wanted to ask you about the Napoleon Hill books, man, and which ones you feel like it impacted you the most?
0: Well, I've I've been on that uh, Think and Grow Rich lately, man. I have had it for a minute, and you know I keep just going back. I haven't fully completed it yet, but in the midst of reading that, you know, reading that, then I'm looking at other books and that he's writing, and then listen to some of his speeches and stuff like that. And then it takes me to other to other authors in the same kind of field. You know what I mean? Like that type of stuff. It kinda just uh clarifies and justifies my thinking in the way, you know, that I'm kinda on the right path. But at the same time, what it also does is it always somehow connects me back to um to my spirituality, you know what I mean? Because
2: yeah.
0: I like even with the Napoleon Hill book, he has like faith is one of the biggest things that he believes that a person needs to succeed so they believe in themselves, like belief of faith. And, like, you know, that's spiritual. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I might hear that and then have to go back to the Bible and look in and check some stuff out. You know what I mean? So, like, it all kind of goes back to um, spirituality.
2: I like that. And, And do you think that reading these kind of books helps you understand the Bible better?
0: yeah i will say i will say i will say that because um sometimes you can't read the bible and it can be a little confusing but kind of when you kind of get like a good uh idea of what's going on you kind of understand it a little bit that's what i was talking about how like sometimes we make stuff a little more complex than what it is
2: yeah we we do tend to do that and it's good to get different avenues because we all understand things differently right Um, but I wanted to ask you too, you seem ahead of the game. If when you came into Oregon, you were looking into meditation, uh, because that, that was not a very generally accepted thing. Maybe yoga or whatever people were, you know, now people are doing it more, but what, uh, what made you decide you wanted to look into meditation or what I guess made you view that as a potential benefit or, or skill that you could cultivate?
0: man i don't know how i don't know well um <laughs> man i don't know i was doing something man and i was in a hard thinking state you know what i mean and, <laughs> and um i don't know it just hit me and so like, man let me check this out
2: so did you find it through a book or uh maybe a mentor or someone you looked up to or what
0: it was one of them times where I was chilling by myself and, you know, I was in my own world and, and I just, it just hit me somehow. I, or maybe somebody said something, I don't remember, but I didn't know that, um, it just happened one day.
2: So, uh, what was the form of meditation that you practiced back then? And do you still practice one today? And if so, how, how has it evolved?
0: Well, I'm not as consistent on it as I as I can be, but I I am a, a believer cuz I've learned that there's different types of ways to meditate. You know, you can meditate you know a gaze looking at things, you can meditate in your breathing. So that's kind of what I've been on a lot lately in my breathing. But um Shoot, man. I was just more like the guided meditation, than that guided meditation went to like listening to uh, binaural beats and stuff like that.
2: Mm. And so, do you do the breathing one now? Is what you said?
0: Yeah, man. I try to. I try to. Man, I gotta get keep getting better at it though, man. Cause um, so you know, breathing breathing controls a lot. You know what I mean? And it it it, it that's something else that I took. With meditation, I, I I made that correlation to 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 spirituality and, and in the Bible when it talked about how God created man with the breath, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and with the breath, when it says that, then you read meditation and they talk about how important breathing is. You're like, all right, hold on, man, we on to something now, you know what I mean?
1: There's definitely a correlation there.
0: Man, my dog just farted, man. That's <laughs> man.
1: He's like, breathe this, motherfucker. Right, breathe it
0: in. Yeah, man, I think he just did that. That was crazy.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Right, oh, shit. <laughs> what's, your,
1: what's your dog's name, man? Zeus.
2: Bruce? Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. Zeus. Ju- Juice. Juice. Yeah, Zeus, like the Greek guy. Zeus, like Zeus, like Olympus.
1: Yeah. Zeus,
0: Zeus needs to stop Martin. Hey, hey Bruce would be a funny dog man. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, <laughs> Zeus. I can't.
2: What look it. like? Is it a? Is it a pit bull? Yeah. Yeah, nice. I like. That's cool. Have you always liked pit bulls?
0: Uh, not really, man. He's my first pit bull I ever had, man. I had met some guys in Kansas City. And, um, they bred dogs and, you know, I built a relationship up with them and, and they was like, yo, man, I, we got some dogs, I want you to take care of one, so, you know what I mean, we could do some stuff later down the line, whatever, whatever. And, um, shoot, I got my boy and he's been rocking ever since, he's my first kid.
1: Nice, man. Yeah, that's dope, he's a dope-ass looking dog, I saw him on your Instagram.
0: Yeah, that's my boy
2: steve you got any more questions for the boy for my boy are you you talking on the same vein or another one uh whatever man well kind of what i wanted to ask real quick is um we all i mean everybody just about everybody playing football when they're growing up man and you spoke a little bit about kind of the goods or the bads but um i want to i want to get the biggest one Because we're all grow, so many of us grow up and we want to play in the NFL. And like you said, we just kind of think the problems will go away uh, when we get there. Uh, But what do you feel is the biggest misconception that kids have about playing, or or even people or fans who watch it about playing in the NFL? Well,
0: I'll say this: we play in the NFL for two reasons. You know, to love the game and to get resources. You know what I mean? To get money. And um, I will say that um, the money part is all good because money, you know, I'm money Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the money part is good, it, it, it gives resources. But like, um, sometimes, you know, people aren't human. Like, you can have all the money in the world, but if you still have, Issues is not necessarily gonna make you um, happy and stuff like that. You know what I mean. So that's one thing I know. Like having a gang of money just ain't gonna, um, you know, fix all problems. You can make mm-hmm. some things easier, give you resources to do stuff, but you know what I mean. It's not. It's not the root of
2: happiness. So, you know what I mean. When, when, and I, I love that. And I think it's important for people to, to realize that because it's easy to think that money will fix it or the fame or the uh, notoriety that you get from being in the NFL. Uh, but you're also heavily scrutinized as an NFL player, right? Like everything you do is is oh. viewed under a magnifying glass. So the fishbowl. yeah, and so, oh, that's, that's okay. That's what you meant by fishbowl. Fishbowl. Um, and so, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have about you as a person or as a player?
0: Uh, shoot, man. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know when I was getting ready to go to the league, I think they thought I was like a packager or something. I think, you know what I mean? That's what I know. I don't know, man. Shoot. I yeah, mean, yeah. I don't know. I, sometimes my demeanor on just how how I'll be chilling and stuff. It could kind of be looked upon as, like, like, I don't really care and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But I just, I'll be chilling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey man. So when these people like at KC, when they, what was the difference? Like when you said like these cats, like actually believed in you, like, did, do you think they got, they took the time to understand you or they took the time to talk to you a little bit more? What do you think was the difference? Cause you are a, you, you are a pretty introspective dude. You know what I mean? Like I said, you're, you were always like a, a lone wolf type. Like you, you did your own thing. So when you got to KC was it was it different in that sense where people like these guys actually like try to get to know you get in your head see what was up like yeah, did they take it
0: was, it was like a um you know and then sometimes sometimes it don't always happen like this but um i think they were more relatable you know what i mean and then sometimes you can get still put into a situation where the person is not relatable and you still got to find a way to make it work but at that time, at that point, the guys that that were that I was with now, who are like my family to this day, uh, they were relatable. We were relatable. They they knew where I came from. They know what I' being cut and all that stuff. And it was just it was a it was it was relatable.
1: Yeah, yeah. You guys were on the same kind of same vibe, right? Like, you right. Guys, it, there was a different kind of dynamic there, bro. That's the Mastermind Alliance. That we're talking about bro like i so me and steve talk about this a lot and i think this is part of the reason why we we do projects together and stuff is because uh there's people that you vibe with man and if you could surround yourself with those kinds of people like your productivity your inspiration your motivation just shoots up
0: Man, yeah, that's uh, the old saying you're only as good as just, uh, people around you
1: that's it man that's what and that's what this is about i mean so i don't even know did i tell you what this podcast is called Uh no so it's called good company man and Uh yeah man so it's it's based around surrounding yourself with people who you want to become like or you become who you most surround yourself with right and then uh the second idea that we got is uh is being able to listen to people you know actually be interested in them take their ideas learn from them and grow that something when you do that, that's, that's sacred, right? Like the, the ability to grow and develop yourself is something that's divine. It's given from God. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, so yeah, man, so it, that's what it's about. It's about being in good company. And I think that I think that's perfect that you talked about like getting to KC and that's when things changed and it's, I think, I really do think, man, it's who you surround yourself with. And if, like, in business, I know for firsthand, if if you don't fuck with somebody on another level, like, if you can't vibe with somebody, you shouldn't be in business with them. Right. Right? So, And I would imagine it's the same thing in the NFL, man. If, like, there's certain cultures and certain teams, certain organizations that you just, you, you would rather be a part of than others, you know?
0: Yeah, but at the same time, sometimes that stuff be out of your control. So yeah. then it go back to it go back to the thing that I also have to focus on too, which is um you could you can only control what you can control, you know what I mean. So if you're worried about a whole bunch of other stuff, you know you are just gonna throw yourself off. So I mean sometimes you know it ain't it ain't it ain't ever gonna be perfect, you know what I mean. But you right. can only control what you can control.
1: Right, for sure, man. That's dope, dude. Well, um, hey man, thank you so much for uh your time today, man. Hopefully we could get you back on at a later at a later date after uh after we drop a couple episodes, man, because I really enjoyed
2: it. Um, cool. Cool. Is there but you know, real quick, uh Terrence, is there anything I, I just think this is a great opportunity to kind of get a listening or captivated audience. And so, you know, with your your big MO being helping kids out to believe in, you know, work hard and believe they can achieve their dreams. Uh, is there anything you'd want to say to those kids or is there, you know, is there, is there a, a message you want to give to them?
0: Um, I mean, I could sit up here and say a whole bunch of stuff. Like, um, like for, for me personally, I try to prioritize my life. And at the time before I was done with school, when, God, family, school, and then whatever you was doing, rather football, basketball, doctor, whatever. And that, to me, I think that was a good formula to keep everything in perspective. And then carrying off of that, I would say, you know, keep dreaming because I'm dreaming still to this day. I'm just living a dream, so can't let nobody take your dream. You know, everything is possible when you put in, you know, the work to try to attain that dream.
2: I love it, man. Prioritize and keep dreaming. Mm-hmm.
0: Inst- Inst-
1: Instagram is at T Mitchell, nine one six. Follow, yeah. follow the man, a, a, T man. It's, it's been a pleasure, bro. And uh, like I said, thank you again for your time on this, but uh, just to see you, man, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I remember distinctly telling you like, Hey, man, you keep working like that. You're going to make it. Cause...
0: Yeah, man. I, I was going to tell you that, <laughs> that I appreciate you so much because you was waiting for me every morning giving me rides.
1: Yeah, man. You feel me? Yeah, I appreciate you, that. You,
0: giving me ride, you was giving me rides every morning.
1: Yeah, waiting man. Waiting
0: for me. Yep. You know what
1: I mean? Hey, it goes you know, back.
0: That. That's,
1: that's dope, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, man. I, You know, even from your freshman year like and i ain't trying to you know make your head big or whatever i don't think you need any help (laughs) with that but but uh you know there's i think i think you just you see when people dial in on shit and uh and people focus on shit and i'm glad it worked out for you man and i i I just pray that you keep uh experiencing the success and the blessings that god has given you man and and just keep on your grind bro because it's a beautiful thing to see you succeed man
0: for sure. I appreciate it. Now we locked in forever, man. Like I said, the Mirage the rides was big time. I couldn't <laughs> I, I, I can't get the I couldn't get to practice and do what I need to do if I can't be there.
1: I had you man. You knew I had you. I had your back, bro. Yeah. yeah. Then fucking ride. believe me, man, I had a run from Barnhart to, to Otton one day and that shit was not fun, man. So <laughs> I remember
0: that. Man, that was that was the funnest that was that year was the funnest part of my college you know what i mean living in barnhart that was the funnest time you know what i mean
1: yeah man it was it was dope man that shit you know that's memories for life right there bro and it you know i think it was fun because it wasn't it wasn't getting too serious yet like so you could still enjoy yourself because after that man shit got real you know what i mean yeah
0: that's what i that's why i tell people all the time like you know, college is the one of the best times of your life. You leaving, you on your own finally, and like, shoot, I just didn't really. If I was to tell someone, I'd be like, man, enjoy everything, because like, I didn't really enjoy college as much as I really could have, because you know, it was kind of it's kind of like a it's like give and take. You feel me? I didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted or could have because. I was focused on making it to the NFL.
2: Yeah. So I
0: missed out on a lot of a lot of parties and a lot of different fun shit. I mean, I still had some fun, but I didn't have as much fun as I coulda. You feel me? Yeah. But it was all good though.
1: Hey, you in the NFL, bro? You having fun, bro? I think
0: yeah, you're. I, mean, <laughs> I think you're you're Delayed gratification, man. Hey, that's what it is. But at the same time, man, you can't can't get. Man, you can get money back. You can't get time back for
2: nothing though.
1: Mm, I hear that. I hear it, man. Yeah, it's that compensation, man. It's like you are gonna, you are gonna have to give a little to get what you want, but it's a balance too, right? Like you gotta, you gotta balance that shit out, cause like you're saying, you never get time back. But uh, but hey, dude, if you're ever in L. A., man, hit me up. We'll go
2: out. For sure. For sure. For Be sure. out. On the- if you're ever yeah. in Utah, man, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> hey. I'm still, um,
1: hey, homie. Hey, I appreciate it so much, man. Hey, we're gonna keep in contact, bro. I want you back on, definitely. So um,
0: oh, yeah, I'm on it, shoot. It was it's good. You feel me? Like it's kind of like um it's kind of like uh, therapeutic in a sense where it allows somebody to talk and really uh, tap back in to you know, to finding themselves in different situations, like remembering where you came from and your different struggles. So it's like therapy when you talk about stuff
1: like that you know what i mean shit i agree man i agree you got my number man so i'm always into these introspective kind of intellectual conversations where we talk about i mean me and steve we talk about all kinds of shit man we talk about you know god faith success business failures motivation whatever it is man if you ever want to bounce something off of us off of me hit me bro because cuz oh, we all need we all need it man we all need it and it, like i said it's good company and it's people who you want to actually cuz dude you know what i notice is like i can't have these conversations with a lot of motherfuckers cuz they don't know what can't. i'm talking about you feel me
0: you can't
1: yeah you can't man cuz if somebody's not on that on that same mindset that same uh fucking success mindset then they don't get it man like they don't they they think you're just talking a bunch of nonsense and shit and so, it's good, man. This is good company. You feel me?
0: Man, I go on uh, everything. I go through that to this day. For me, like, some people I can't even talk to on the phone no more because the conversations have no substance. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. like, wasted time. Just talk, what are you talking about? You feel me?
2: Yeah, I feel you. I feel you, bro. I feel so you. Bro. Yes. So well, true. I think. I think that, at least from my observation, of course, you know, we don't know each other too well, but... I could tell man for 17 I was so impressed at how mature you were and I think a lot of that really comes from all that all that time you spent in self-reflection and introspection and uh you put in the work to to get where you are and I mean it it definitely emanates from you so we yeah we love we appreciate it man we love having you on and um it's it's really cool to see the way you you view life and your attitude towards it and the maturity you've gained since being through a lot of stuff in the NFL and and a lot of growth you have uh, procured. So I love it, man. It was it was good for me to hear all that. Hell yeah.
0: Hey, we're gonna get it in again for
1: sure. We are. We are. One last note, cause Steve just touched on it. If you gotta go, let me know, bro. But um. I think you hit it on the head, Steve, because I think it's about people not willing to sit down and be by themselves. And I think I think that's what I keep seeing as a as a constant trend between people who are like, uh, you know, people who are talking about things like Napoleon Hill and 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 uh, dealing with certain tribulations and trials and shit. Like a lot of people, man, don't know how to be by themselves. They don't know how to be with their own thoughts.
0: They are. That's it. Sometimes that shit can be looked at as weird. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, man. People people get fucking uncomfortable when you tell them to spend thirty minutes with themselves. They get so uncomfortable, bro.
0: I'm telling you, like that could be weird. It could be looked at as weird. But I mean, I talked. I didn't heard like I didn't talk to Kobe a few times. Other than the time when he came and talked to us at the team uh, at working, he came and talked to a couple of the NFL teams before and like. That Kobe, story. Kobe,
1: Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Okay.
0: That full story, man. He's just like one thing I took from him was that, and I mean, he was like pretty much, you know, in order to be really successful at one thing, that's what you really got to be about. And when you're really about that, you're going you're gonna sacrifice some other things in life. For example, like friendships and things like that. But like it's a fine balance, but. You know, it's man. You can't be right if you ain't right with yourself first.
1: Shit, yeah, I hear that, man. I hear that. Nah, no, that's good. Maybe, maybe next time we're on here, we gotta talk about that too because that's a big part of it. Like I said, I I see that trend. Like if you're not willing to spend time with yourself and kind of kind of figure your shit out, if you're not comfortable with spending thirty minutes in your mind. Then uh, that's a good place to start, I would think. But
0: it is, man, it's a, but it is, it's crazy, man. Everything is a fine line because too much, too much time. You feel me? Because like one of I say this honest with honest with honesty, like too much. Like I'm not really. I think the word is introverted or whatever. Like
1: yeah.
0: I'm not a real big social person. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like I struggle. I that's one thing that I struggle with a little bit, but You feel me? It's like, it's like, um, I mean, I am social, but I'm just not social. Like, I'm not gonna just go do hella shit and wanna do shit. Like, I just not, I just not what I do, but, it's just like, it's a fine line, you know what I mean? It's a fine line between it. You feel me? And that's one thing I do have to, and I have been, you know, getting out more and doing more things and being more open and things like that, but, yeah, it's a fine line. You don't want to be spending too much time by yourself. You go crazy.
1: <laughs> you know what? It's funny, man. I just had this conversation with uh, with uh, a close friend of mine, a brother of mine. He was uh, like, he has all this knowledge, right? He, he spends so much time with himself, and he's like all up in his head. Uh, but the motherfucker don't talk to anybody about it, and and I told him man I was like that's that could be poisonous in itself so like you said it is a yeah. fine line man there's there's balance because and that's why I think this shit like having these conversations is therapeutic and I I would agree with when you say that because it's one thing to have your thoughts and your your uh, your self realizations and and be with yourself but I think the way we're made man is we're made to share you know what I mean yeah. we're we're made yeah. to engage we're made to engage with people so i hear you on that man and so yeah i would definitely caution the listeners like spend some know that you could spend some time with yourself but then understand that like you also need that that good company the, the those group of people that you can have these meaningful conversations with and bounce ideas off of
0: exactly
1: yeah man i'm glad you brought that up shit was fire Shit was hey. fire that was nice
0: good um, company
2: hey
1: hey bro much love man thank you so much man
0: all good man appreciate y'all it was good yeah, yeah. We, we loved it man